we have a crisis in the world, tremendous crisis, and also crisis in our consciousness, in us. I see the urgency of change, radical revolution, mutation in the mind. I see it. It is necessary. There is complete quietness of the mind, and that which is silent has vast space. Only then that which is nameless comes into being. This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Urgency of Change. This and next week's episode feature Krishnamurti in conversation with David Bohm, entitled The Future of Humanity. Upcoming episodes include Krishnamurti with Jonas Salk, Houston Smith, Iris Murdoch and many others. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please see our official advert-free YouTube channel for hundreds of video and audio recordings of full talks and selected extracts. For more information about our activities and programs, such as our Mature Student Volunteer Program, we are online at kfoundation.org. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. As a non-profit charity... We rely on your support to continue to preserve and make available Krishnamurti's work. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving a review. David Bohm has been described as one of the most significant theoretical physicists of the 20th century and was a fellow of the Royal Society. He worked with Einstein at the Institute for Advanced Study in the United States and on the Manhattan Project with Oppenheimer. Later, he pioneered research into quantum physics and models of the brain, being increasingly interested in consciousness, order and thought. Bohm's books include Wholeness and the Implicate Order, Science, Order and Creativity, and Causation and Chance in Modern Physics. In this part one of The Future of Humanity, Krishnamurti and Bohm ask, What is the future of mankind? The conversation then looks at how many of our problems are the result of thought, since thought breeds conflict. We think that thought can solve our problems, but is this true? They discuss how the self is put together by thought, and whether our consciousness is individual to each of us, or inseparable, a consciousness of humanity. It is clear that dividing our world into countries and religions creates havoc, but is our very sense of self divisive. Why does division exist at all? I thought we were going to talk about the future of man. Yes. I mean, really, when we talk about man, we're talking about humanity. The whole of mankind. whole of mankind. Not the British or the French or the... Russian or the American, but the whole of the future is all human inter- beings interlinked now. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> as things are, but from what one observes, the world has become tremendously dangerous. 
Yes, sir. Uh, terrorists, wars, and the national divisions and ra racial divisions. Some dictators who want to destroy the world and so on and so on. And also religiously there's tremendous separation. Yes, and I think there's the economic crisis and the ecological crisis. Yes, which ecological are... and economic problems. Problems have seemed to be multiplying more and more. So, what's the future for me? What's the future of not only the present generation, but the coming generation? Yes, well, the future looks very grim. Very grim. If, we, if you were quite young, and I was quite young, what would we do, knowing all this? What would be our reaction? What would be our, our life, our, our way of earning a livelihood and so on? Yes, well, I've uh, often thought of that. Uh, for example, I've asked myself, would I go into science again? Yes. And... Uh, I'm not at all certain now because science does not seem to be relevant to this no, crisis. No, no. They are, on the contrary, they're helping. It makes it worse, yeah. Yeah, they're helping. It, it might help, but it, in fact it isn't, right? So what would you do? I think I would stick to what I'm doing. Well, that would be easy for you. <laughs> for me, quite easy. <laughs> but... Uh, there are several problems, of course. I don't know if you want to discuss them. If a person is just starting out, he has to make a living, right? Of course. Now, uh, there are very few opportunities now, and uh, most of these are in jobs which are very uh, limited. Limited, and unemployment right throughout the world. Yes. I wonder what you would do, knowing that... The future is grim, very depressing, dangerous, and so uncertain. Where would you begin? Yes, well, I think one would have to stand back from all these particular problems of my own uh, needs and the needs of the people around me. Are you saying one should really... Forget oneself for the time being. Yes. Even if I did forget myself, and when I look at this world in which I'm going to live, and have a, some kind of career or a profession, and the unemployment, what would I do? This is a problem that I think most young people are facing. Yes, that's clear. Well, have you something that you, you would suggest? Huh? Is there something you could suggest? Yeah, I think in terms... I don't think in terms of evolution. Yes, I understand that. Uh, that's a point that I 
was expecting we would discuss. Huh? I was expecting we would discuss that. Yes. I don't think psycholo- there is psychological evolution at all. Yes. Now, we've discussed this quite often, so I think I understand to some extent what you mean, but I think the people who are viewing, new, to uh, new to this or viewing this yes. uh, tape yes. are not going to understand. We'll discuss it, but I want to discuss this whole question, if you will, why are we concerned about the future? Yes, well, at first, or, yes. Only the whole future is now. Yes, in some sense, the whole future is now. But yes. we have to make that clear. It goes very much against the whole way of thinking of the tradition of mankind that yes. all of us it goes, have been exposed to. Mankind thinks in terms of evolution, continuance, and maybe so Maybe we could approach it another way, that is... Evolution seems in the present era to be the most natural way to think. And uh, so I would like to ask you, what, what objections do you have to thinking in terms of evolution? Now, could I explain a point that, that has many meanings, this word of evolution? Of course, right? of course. So we are talking psychologically. Yes. Now, the first point is let's d- dispose I mean, of physical see, evolution. I mean, uh, acorn yeah. will grow into... An oak. Well, also the species have evolved, for example, from the plants to the yes. animals and yes. to, the, to man. That would have taken a million years to be what we are. No, you, you have no question that that has happened, right? No, that has happened. And it, that may, is it evo- may continue to happen. Yes, that's evolution. Yes, now that is a valid process. Of course, that's a valid natural process. Yes, it takes place in time. Yes. And therefore, in that region, uh, past, present, and future are important, right? Yes, obviously. I don't know certain language. I need time to learn it. Well, also, it takes time to improve the brain. See, if the brain started out small with a certain, yes. and then it got bigger and bigger, bigger that yes. took a million and years. And become much more complex. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so on. So I, all that needs time, yes. all that is movement in space and time. Yes, so you will admit physical time and neurophysiological time. Neurophysiological, absolutely, of course. Now, Any but, sane man would. Yes, but now most people also admit psychological time, or what we call it, mental time. Right? Yes, I could, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Whether there is such thing as psychological uh, tomorrow, psychological evolution. Yes, now... At first sight, I'm afraid this will sound strange. You see, the, it seems I can remember yesterday and, I can, and there's tomorrow I can anticipate and it has happened many times from yes. you know, days that yes. succeeded each other. Yes. So I do have the experience of time, you see, uh, from yesterday to today to tomorrow, right? Of course, of course. Now you're, that's simple enough. That's simple enough. Now what is it you're denying, you see? I deny that I will be something become yeah. better. That I can change and be... But now there are two ways of looking at that. See, one way is, will I intentionally become better because I'm trying? Or secondly, some people feel that evolution is a kind of a natural, inevitable process in which we are being swept along like in a current and we are perhaps becoming better or worse or something is happening to us. Psychologically. Which, yeah, but psychologically, which takes time, uh, which may not be the result of my trying to become better. <laughs> or it may or may not be. Some people may think one way or some another. But are you denying also that 
there is a sort of a natural psychological evolution as there was a natural biological evolution. I'm denying that, yes. yes. Now, why do you deny it? Because, <laughs> first of all, what is the psyche? Yes. The me, the ego, and so on. What is it? Yes, well, now, the word psyche has many meanings. It may mean the mind, for example. Now, do you mean by that the ego is the same thing? The ego. I'm talking of the ego, the me. Yes, now, some people who are thinking of evolution are thinking there will be an evolution in which the me is transcended. That is, that it will will rise to a higher level. Yes, will the transition need, does transition need time? Or transcendence or transition. Yeah, yeah. That's my whole question. Yes, so there are two questions. One is, will the me ever improve? Now, that's one argument. And another argument is, even if we suppose we want to get beyond the me, can that be done in time? Is that it? That cannot be done in time. That's, that's yes. Now, I have to make it clear why not. Yes, I will. We'll go into it. Mm-hmm. What is the me? If you don't, if the psyche has such a different meanings, the me is the whole movement which thought has brought about. Well, uh, now why do you say that? That uh... the me is my the consciousness, my consciousness. Hmm. The me is my name, form, and all the various experiences that I've had, remembrances, and so on. The whole structure of the being is put together by thought. Yes, well, that again will be something which might, some people might find it hard to accept. That yeah, of, course, it, of course, we're discussing this. Yeah, but I'm, I mean also to try to bring it out. Now, yes. the, uh, the first experience, the first feeling I have about the me is that the me is there independently and that the me is thinking. That is the me independent of my thinking? Well, my own first feeling is the me is there independent of my thinking, and it is the me that is thinking. You see, like, yeah. yes, the, yes. I am here and I could move, I could move my arm, or I could think, or I could move my head, you know. Yes, yes. Now, is that an illusion? No. Why? Because the me, this, when I move my arm, there's the intention to grasp something, to take something, uh-huh. to put something, which is also, first, is the movement of thought, and that makes the arm move, and so on. My contention is, and I'm ready to pro- accept it's false or true, that thought is the basis of all this. Yes. I- your contention is that the whole sense of the me and what it is doing is coming out of thought. Now, thought. what you mean by thought, though, is not merely intellectual thought. No, 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 of course not. But what, what more? Let me see. Thought you... is, is a movement of experience, knowledge, memory, and thought. And it's it, this whole movement. It sounds to me as if you mean the movement of consciousness as a whole. As a whole, that's right. Uh, and you say, and that... Now, the, the, uh, and you're saying that that movement is the me, right? That whole, uh, the whole content of that yes. consciousness is the me. 
Yes, well, there are quite a few. That me is not different from my consciousness. Yes, well, so, someone might feel, yeah, yes, you, but I think one could say that I am my consciousness, because if I'm not conscious, I'm not here, right? Of course. Now, is consciousness nothing but, say, what you have just described, which includes thought, uh, feeling, uh, intention? Intention, uh, aspirations, memories, memories, beliefs, dogmas, beliefs. the rituals I perform, the, the whole, like, a, like the computer that's been programmed. Yes. Now, there are some, that certainly is in consciousness, everybody would agree. But some people would feel, or many people would feel, that there's more to it than that, that consciousness... Let's go, go into it. Let's yes. go into it. It is the content of our consciousness makes up the consciousness, the yeah. content. Yes, and I think that requires you know, some understanding that, you see... The ordinary use of the word content is quite different. If you say that the content of a glass is water, right? Yes. So the glass is one thing and the water is another, right? I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it contains, no. the water I... glass contains the water. Now the word content would suggest that something, all right. something contains it, right? All right. Consciousness is made up of all the, it's what it has remembered, beliefs, dogmas, rituals, the nationalities, fears, pleasures, uh, sorrow. Yes. Now, if all that were absent, would there be no consciousness? Not as we know it. But there still would be a kind of consciousness. A totally different kind. Well, then I think you really mean to say that consciousness as we know it is made I up. said that. Oh, yes. Consciousness as we know it yes. is all that. As we generally know it. Right? Yes. And that is the result of multiple activities of thought. Mm. Thought has put all this together, which is my conscious. The reactions, the responses, the, the memories, the remembrances, extraordinary complex intricacies, subtleties, all that is the makes up consciousness. As we know it, right? Huh? As we know it, right? As I've said that. Yes. As we know it. Uh, yes. Now is yeah. whether that consciousness has a future. Yes. Does it have a past? Of course. Has it's a remembrance. Yes, remembrance. So why do you say it has no future then? If it has a future, it'll be exact the same kind of thing moving. The same um, activity, same thoughts, same modified, but it, the, the pattern will be will be repeated over and over again. Yes. Now, why the, are you saying that thought can only repeat? Uh, that, uh, yes. But there's a feeling that thought can develop new ideas, for example. But it'll, thought being limited mm. because knowledge is limited. If you admit that knowledge will always be limited. Yes, well, that again might require yes, some we discussion. Can, we, of course, we must yes, discuss you see, it. Uh, now, why do you say knowledge is always limited? Because as you, as a scientist, you're 
you are experimenting, adding, hmm? searching. So you are all you are adding, hmm? and some after you, some other person will add more. So knowledge, which is born of experience, hmm. is limited. Yes, though some people have said it isn't. They would hope to obtain perfect knowledge or absolute knowledge of the laws of nature. The laws of nature is not the laws of human being. Well, are you, you want to restrict the discussion then to knowledge about the human being, right? Of course, that's all what we're talking about. Even there you could question whether that knowledge of nature is possible, too. Of course, too. That's, we are talking about the future of man. Yeah, now, but, all right, so we're saying that man cannot obtain unlimited knowledge of, his, of the psyche, is that what Yeah, that's mean? right. There's it always can, more that's unknown. Yeah, there's right? more and more unknown. Yes. So, uh, if once we admit that knowledge is limited, then thought is limited. Yes, we don't knowledge. Uh, um, thought depends on knowledge, and the knowledge uh, does not cover everything. everything. That's right. Therefore, thought will not be able to handle everything yes. that happens. Right? That's what the politicians and all the other people are doing. They use. They think thought can solve every problem. Yes, you can see in the case of the politicians that knowledge is very limited. <laughs> in fact, it's almost non-existent. <laughs> but uh, and therefore, when you lack the adequate knowledge of what you're dealing with, you create confusion. Right? Yes. So then, as thought is limited, our consciousness, which is which has been put together by thought, is limited. Yes, now why does that mean we can... Can you make it clear that that means we can only repeat, stay in the same circle? Same circle. See, one of the ideas might be, if you compare with science, that people might think, though my knowledge is limited, I'm constantly discovering. But what you discover... Yeah. ...is added to, but is still what you, is limited. It's still limited, that's the point, that uh, uh, I can keep on... See, I think one of the ideas behind a scientific approach is that though knowledge is limited, I can discover and keep up with the uh, actuality. But that's also limited. My discoveries are limited, and there may be all... There's always the unknown, which I have not that's discovered That's why I'm now. saying the unknown, the limitless, cannot be captured by thought. Yes. Because thought in itself is limited. If you are, and I agree to that, not only agree, but it's a fact. Yes, well, that, perhaps we should bring it out still more. That is, thought is limited. That even though we verbally, one may easily verbally admit thought is not limited, there's a very strong um, predisposition, uh, feeling, yes. feeling a, a tendency to feel that way, that thought thought can do anything. Anything. Right? It can't. It has... See what it has done in the world. Well, I agree that it has done some terrible things, but that doesn't prove that it's always wrong. You see that... No, uh, Maybe no. you could always blame it on the people who have used it wrong, you <laughs> see. I know that's a good, good old <laughs> trick. But <clears throat> thought in itself is limited. Mm. Therefore, whatever it does is limited. Yes. Now, and it's limited in a very serious way, is what you're saying. You know, that's right. Of course, in a very, very serious way. Mm. How could we bring that, uh, say what that way is, I mean? That way is what's happening in the world. 
All right, let's look the, at that. Uh, the totalitarian ideals is the invention of thought. Yes, well, we could say that the people, the very word totalitarian means they wanted to cover the totality, but they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't, the thing collapsed, right? It's collapsing. It's collapsing. Now, but then there are those who say they are not totalitarians. But st <laughs> the Democrats and all the rest of it, the Republicans yeah. and the Democrats and the idealists and so on, all their thinking is limited. Yes, but it's limited in a way... That's very destructive. That's very serious and destructive. Now, could, in what way could we bring that out? You see that I could say, okay, my thought is limited, but, well, it may not be all that serious. You see, why is it so important? But, that's fairly simple, because... Whatever action is born of limited thought must breed conflict. Inevitable. Yes. Uh, uh, like dividing um, humanity into geographically, internationalities, and so on, so on, so on, religiously, has created havoc in the world. Yes. Now, um, let's connect that with the limitation of thought. That is, my knowledge is limited, right? We said now, that. And how do I... How does that lead me to divide the world into... Aren't we seeking security? Yes. And we thought there was security in the family, security in the tribe, hmm. security in nationalism. So I'm, we, yes. we thought there is security in division. Yes, it seems now, now it's come out that... Uh, Take the tribe, for example. See, one, one may feel insecure. Now, because when then it says, in, if, with the tribe I am secure, that is a conclusion. I, and I think I, I know enough to be sure that's so, but I don't. Other things happen that I don't know, which make that very insecure. Other tribes yeah. come along. No, they, no. The very division creates insecurity. It helps to create it, yes. But I'm trying to say, I, I don't know enough to know that, right? No. I, I don't see that, right? So you don't, but one doesn't see it because one has not thought about anything, That's, looked at the, the world as a yes. whole. Yes, well, the thought which attempts to, see, the thought which aims at security attempts to know everything important. Yes. And it assumes that it knows everything important and it says this will bring security. Now, not only are there a lot of things it doesn't know, but one thing it doesn't know is that this very thought itself is divisive, right? Divisive, yes. Divisive, it's going to because I define an area which is secure and from divided from another area. Because in itself it's limited. Yeah. Anything that's limited must inevitably create conflict. What do you mean any thought that's... <clears throat> if, I, if I say I'm an individual, it's limited. Yes. I'm concerned with myself that is very limited. Yes, we have to get this clear. See, if I say this is a table which is limited, it creates no conflict, right? No, no, there's right, no so conflict. Now, when there. I say this is me, it creates conflict. Now, yes. Now, the so, me is a divisive entity. Yeah, let's, let's see more clearly why, you see. Because it is separative. It is concerned with itself. The me identifying with the greater nation is still divisive. Yes, well, I define myself in the interest of security so that 
I know what I am as opposed to what you are, and I protect myself, right? Now, th this creates a division between me and you, right? We and they and so We and they. Now, that comes from my limited thought because I don't understand that we are really closely related and connected. That's we are human beings. Yeah, we're all human beings. All human beings have the same moral is the same problem. No, I've I haven't understood that. My my thought, is, my knowledge is limited. I think that we can make a distinction and protect ourselves or me and not the others. Yes, that's right. But in the very act of doing that, I create, create instability. Right? Yeah, that's right. You create insecurity. Insecurity. So. If we see that, not merely intellectually or verbally, but actually feel it, that we are the rest of humanity, mm. then the responsibility becomes immense. Yes, well, how can you do anything about that responsibility? Then either contribute to the whole mess or keep out of it. That is, uh, not to be, to be at peace to have order in oneself. Well, I didn't I'll come to that. I'll come, I'm going to talk. Yes, you see, uh, let's come, you see, I think we've touched on an important point, that we say the whole of humanity, of mankind, is one. Yes. And therefore, to create division there is destructive. It's dangerous. Yes. Now, whereas to create division between me and the table is not dangerous, because that's, in that's some sense we are not one, though. Me and the trees are... Well, that's only in some very general sense that we yes. are one. But yes. now, uh, mankind doesn't realize that it is all one. I think we have... You see, Why? Well, Why? Let's, let's go into that. You see, I think we've been going... that this, this is a crucial point, that it's clear it doesn't because there's so many divisions, in, not only in nations and religions, but from one person to another. I know. Why is there distribution? There, first of all, is the feeling, at least in the, in the modern era, that every human being is an individual. Right. This may I not have been that. so strong in That's the past. That's what I huh? question. Hmm? I question altogether whether we are individuals. Yes, well, that's a big question because... Yeah, of course. We said just now <clears throat> the consciousness, which is me, is similar to the rest of mankind. They yeah. all suffer. Yes. They all have fears. They're all insecure. They have their own particular gods and rituals, all put together by thought. Yes, well, I think this calls for some, you know, it's, there are two questions here. One is, not everybody feels that he is similar. Most people feel they have some unique distinction. At least they, what do you mean unique distinction? Well, distinction in doing something? Well, there may be many things. For example, one nation may feel that it is able to do certain things better than another. One person has some special yes, things but, he does or yes, qualities. Of course, or, you are better, you are more intellectual than I am. You are somebody else better than this and that. Yeah, he may take pride in his own special abilities or uh, advantages. But when you put away that, basically we are alive. But now, yes, we have to say, what does it mean? That, that, that you're saying that these things you've just described, which are... A superficial. Yes, now the things that are basic are what? Is fear, sorrow, 
pain, anxiety, loneliness, and all the human travail. Yes, well, many people might feel that, that the, the basic things are the highest achievements of man. The, the highest achievements of mankind are which not is these. Paul, what has he achieved? Well, I, well let's, uh, let's discuss it. You see that yes, yes. I mean, many people, at least, I, I mean, I, I understand I, we've discussed this often, but uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I think we must uh, yes, sir. bring it go out. In. Let's now, go into the, it. Uh, <clears throat> what have we achieved? Well, for one thing, people may feel proud of the achievement of man in science, in art, in culture, in, uh, we in have technology. In all those directions, certainly we have. Yes. Vast technology, communication, uh, travel, medicine, surgery. Mm -hmm. Yes. Has been has advanced tremendously. Yes, I mean it's really remarkable in many ways. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, you're what saying have that all we psychologically achieved? Yes, I mean there. One point is to say none of this has affected us psychologically. That's right. Right. And the psychological question is more important than any of the others, because if the psychological question is not cleared up, the rest the other is thing, dangerous. Yes. If, they're quite right. Dangerous. If we psychologically are limited, then whatever we do will be limited. And the technology will then be used by our limited... Yes, it mas the master is this limited psyche and not, uh, not the uh, rational, Sane, of, uh, rational structure of technology. Right? Uh, and in fact, technology then becomes a dangerous uh, instrument. instrument. Now, uh, so that is one point, that the psyche is at the core of it all. And if the psyche is not in order, then the rest is useless. If the house is in order... Yeah, and now the second question is, uh, although we are all... We're saying that there are certain basic disorders in the psyche, or lack of order, which is common to us all, and... We may all have a potential for something else. And, but the, the second point is, are we all one, really, you see? That is, even though we are all similar, that doesn't say we're all the same. We're all one. No, we said, uh, in our consciousness, basically, we, all, we have the same ground on which we stand. Yes. Well, that's, uh, you see, uh, from the fact, I'd say, the human body is similar... It doesn't prove they're all the same. Of course, right? my, your body is different from mine. Yes, we're in different places and different, course, different entities and so on. Now, well, I think you're trying to say that the consciousness is not an entity which is individual. That's right. The body is an entity which has a certain individuality. That's right. That's right. Uh, that all seems so yeah, clear. Yeah, it may be clear, but I think... Uh, <laughs> uh, your body yeah. is different from mine. Yes, I have a different name than you. Yeah, well, we also have different, you know, though similar material, it's different. We can't exchange you know, no, no, we can't. because the proteins in one body may not agree with those in the other. Now, many people feel that way about the mind, saying that there's a chemistry between people which may agree or disagree. No, but actually, you go deeper yeah. yes. into the question. Consciousness is shared by all human beings. Yes. That's I, my whole part. Uh, yes, now... The feeling is that the consciousness is individual and that it is communicated, as it were, that it is... Uh, uh, I think that's an illusion because we are thinking of something that's not so. Yes, well, and what... And what uh, are you going to say that there is one consciousness of mankind? 
It's all one. It's all one, and that's important because yeah. whether it's many or one is a crucial question. Yeah. Now, it could be many which are then communicating and building up a larger unit. Or you're saying from the very beginning it's all one. From the very beginning it's all one. And the sense of separateness is an illusion, right? And that's what I'm saying over and over again. That seems so logical saying. The other is insanity. Well, yes. Now, people don't feel that, one doesn't immediately feel that uh, the notion of separate existence is insane because one extrapolates from the body to the mind. One says it's quite sensible to say my body is separate from yours and inside my body is my mind. And I know, of course. <laughs> Now, you're, are you saying the mind is not inside the body? Now, that's quite a different question. Right. Let's finish with the other part. Yeah. If each one of us thinks that we're separate individuals psychically, we have done what we have done in the world is colossal mess. Well, if we think we are separate when we are not separate, then it will clearly be a colossal mess. If that's it were what's co- happening. Each one thinks. He has to do what he wants to do, hmm? fulfill himself. So he's struggling to be, uh, he's struggling in his separateness to achieve peace, to achieve security, which that security and that peace is totally denied. Yes, well, the reason it's denied is because there is no separation. You see, if there were really a separation, it would be a rational thing to try yes, to do. But, yeah. uh, Actual. but if we're trying to separate what is inseparable, the result will be that's chaos, right. right? That's right. Now, that, that's clear. But I think that uh, it will not be clear to people immediately that the consciousness of mankind is one inseparable whole. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, inseparable and, whole. Absolutely right. And... Many questions will arise if you once even consider the notion, but I don't know if we have gone far enough into this yet, that, uh, that uh, one question is, why do we think we are separate? Why? Why do, why do I think I'm separate? That's my conditioning. Yes, but why, how did we ever adopt such a foolish conditioning? From, chi- from childhood, it's mine, my thoughts. Not yeah, yours. But, yeah, but the first feeling you get is, I, I say it's mine because I feel I'm separate. You see, yes, that's now, it. one doesn't start out, see, it isn't clear how the mind which was one came to this uh, illusion that it is all broken up into many pieces. I think it's again the activity of thought. Thought, in its very nature, thought is divisive, fragmentary, and therefore yeah, I'm a fragment Yes, well, thought will create a sense of fragments. You see, you could see, for example, that once we decide to set up a nation, then we will be separate from, think we are separate from the other nation, and all sorts of uh, things, consequences follow, which make the whole thing seem independently real, that you have all sorts of separate language and a separate laws and separate this, and you set up a boundary, (laughs) and after a while, uh, you see so much evidence of separation that you say, you forget how it started, and you say that was there always, and we are merely of course, proceeding from what was there always. That's why I feel if one, as we grasp the nature of thought, 
the structure of thought, the how thought operates, what is the source of thought, and therefore it's always limited. If we really see that, then now the source of thought is what? Is it memory? Memory. Yes. Memory is remembrance of things past, which is knowledge, which and knowledge is the outcome of experience. And experience is always limited. Yes, well, thought includes, of course, also the attempt to go forward, to use well, logic, to, uh, have, to take into account uh, discoveries and insights. You know. As we were saying some time ago, thought is time. Yes, now, all right, so let's, uh, uh, thought is time. Now, uh, uh, that requires more discussion, too, because I see the first experience is to say time is there first, and thought is taking place in time. I know. Now, for example, if we say that uh, you know movement is taking place, the body is moving, and this requires time. Right? Now, no, no. To go from here to there yeah. needs time. Yes. To learn the language needs time. Yes. To grow a plant needs to time. To grow you know, a whole thing. All right. Now, to paint a picture takes time. Well, we also say to think takes time. Right? So we th- we think in terms of time. Yes, but well, let's get to, see the first point I would, that uh, one would tend to uh, look at is to say, uh, just as everything takes time, to think takes time, right? Now, but you're saying something else, which is that thought is time. Thought is time. That is psychically speaking and psychologically Psych- speaking. Of course, of course. Uh, now, how do we understand that? How do we understand what that? What? Thought is time. You see, it's not obvious. Oh, yes. Would you say thought is movement and time is movement? Right, that's movement. Now, yes, well, these are, uh, you see, time is a mysterious thing. People have argued about it. You know, we, we could oh, yeah. say uh, that, that uh, Time requires movement. I could understand that we cannot have time without movement, right? Time is movement. Time is movement. Now, but now time is not separate. I don't from say movement. it's separate from movement, but uh, you see, to say time is movement, uh, you see, if we said time and movement are one. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yes. Now, uh, they cannot be separated, right? No. All right, because that, that, that seems fairly clear. Now, uh, there's physical movement, which means physical time, right? Yeah, physical time. There's the heartbeat and so hot on. hot and cold, and also dark there's and light, the sunset, seasons, yeah. sunrise, all that. Yes. Now, then we have the movement of thought. Now, uh, that brings us into the question of the nature of thought. It, see, is, the, is thought nothing but a movement in the nervous system, in the brain? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Would you say that? Yes. yes. I mean, some people have said it includes a movement of the nervous system, but there might be something beyond. Now, Would you, what is time, sir, hmm. actually? Actually, what is time? Time is hope. Well, psychologically. Psychologically. I'm talking yeah. entirely psychologically for the moment. One tends to keep on thinking. Of course. We have understood that. Yeah. Time, I mean, hope is time. Hmm. Becoming is time. Achieving is time. Now, take the question of becoming. I I mean, 
I want to become something psychologically. I want to be. I want to become non-violent. Take yeah. that for example. That is altogether a fallacy. Yes. Uh, well, we understand it is a fallacy, but you know, the reason it's a fallacy is. Uh, that there is no time of that kind, is that it? That, no. That there is... No, sir. Right. Human beings are violent. Yes. And they've been talking a great deal, Tolstoy in, in India, of non-violence. The fact is we are violent. Yes, but... And, let me... And the non-violence is not real. Yeah, but, that, but we want to become that. Yeah, but see, it's again an extension of the kind of thought that we have with regard to material things. You say, if you're going, if you see a, a desert, the desert is real, and uh, you say the the, gar the garden is not real. But you, in your mind, is the garden which will of come course. when you put the water there. Yeah. So we say we can plan for the future when the desert will become fertile, right? That's, a, that's so, all right. Now you are saying. Now we have to be careful. We we say. We are violent, but we cannot, by similar planning, become nonviolent. Nonviolent. Now, right. why is but that? Why? Because the nonviolent state cannot exist while there is violence. Yes, uh, that. Yes. That's an ideal. Yeah. Uh, well, one has to make it more clear because you see, in the same sense, the uh, the fertile state and the desert don't exist together either, but. You see, I think that you're saying that in the case of the mind, when you are violent, it has that's no what, meaning. That's the only state. That's all there is. Yeah, and not the other. The movement toward the other is, 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 is illusory. It's illusory. Yes. So all ideals are illusory, psychologically. Mm -hmm. The ideal of building a marvelous bridge is not illusory. No, you can that, plan it. Yeah. But to have psychological ideals. Yes, if you are violent and, and you continue to be violent while you are trying to be not violent, no, it's too obvious. It has no meaning, right? There's no meaning. And yet that has become such an important thing. Yeah. So, the becoming, which is to either becoming what is, or becoming away from what is. Yeah, and what should be, yes. I question both. Yes, well, if you say there can be no sense to becoming in, in the way of self-improvement, or... Oh, that's Self-improvement is something so mm. utterly ugly. Mm -hmm. So we are saying, sir, that <coughs> the source of all this is the movement of thought as time. When once we admit time psychologically, all the other uh, ideals non-violence, achieving some super-state, and so on and so on, become utterly illusory. Yes. Now, 
when you're talking the movement of thought as time, that it seems to me that say that that movement of thought, that time which comes from the movement of thought, is illusory. Is it? Yes. That it that it's, it, we sense it as time, but it's not a real kind of time. I mean, it's, that's why we ask, what is time? Yes. I need time to go from here to there. I need to, if I want to learn some engineering, I must study it. It takes time. That same movement is carried over into the psyche. I say, I need time to be good. Yes, now... I, I, I need time to be enlightened. Yes, that will always create a conflict, right? yes. one part of you and another. Oh, yeah. And so that, that movement in which you say, I need time, also creates a, a division in the psyche. That's right. Uh, uh, between, say, the thinker, the observer, and the observed, yeah. right? Um, that's right. We are saying the observer is the observed. Yes, and therefore there's no time as well. That's that, right. Psychologically. The experiencer, the thinker, is the thought. There is no thinker separate from thought. Yes. All that you're saying, you know, may, uh, seems very reasonable, but I think that it goes so strongly against the, oh, uh, the tradition course, course, or what we are used to that it's, of course. Uh, that it would be extraordinarily hard for people to really, uh, generally speaking, to... Uh, no, most people, sir, don't want... They want a comfortable way of living. Uh, let me carry on as I am, for God's sake, leave me alone. Yeah, but that's the result of so much conflict that so the, much conflict that they people don't, are yes. worn out by it. I think. I mean, uh, but in escaping from conflict or not resolving conflict, conflict exists whether you mm -hmm. like it or not. So, is it that's the whole point? Is it possible to live a life without conflict? Yes. Well, that, that's all implicit in what has been said. That's right. That's right. That uh, that the source of conflict is thought or knowledge or the past. Right? So then one asks, is it possible to transcend thought? Yes. Uh, now, or, or is it possible to end knowledge? I'm putting psychologically, not... Yes, yes. Well, uh, the... We say ordinary knowledge of, of, of objects, of material objects and things like that, knowledge of science will continue. Absolutely. That must continue. But what you might call self-knowledge is what you're asking to end, isn't it? Yes. Uh, on the other hand, people have said self-knowledge, even you have said self-knowledge is very important. Self-knowledge is important. But if I take time to understand myself, mm -hmm. that is... I will understand myself eventually by examination, analysis, and so on, so on, so on, watching my whole relationship with others, and so All that involves time. Yes, well... And uh, I say that there is another way of looking at the whole thing without time, which is when the observer is the observer. Yes. Uh, in that observation, there's no time. Now, could we go into that further? I mean, uh, for example, if you say there is no time, but still you 
feel that you, you can remember an hour ago you were somewhere of else. I mean, that would be crazy. Now, in what sense can we make it that there's no time, you see? Time is division. As thought is division, that's why thought well, time is, is a time. Yeah, time is a series of divisions of past, present, present future. future. So thought is also that, divisive. So time is thought, or thought is time. Yes, well, I mean, it doesn't exactly follow from what you said, but the, I mean, we've explained it. <laughs> Let's go into it. Yeah, you see, uh, if we, at first sight, you know, one would think that there are divi thought makes divisions of all kinds, uh, with a ruler and with all kinds of things. It also divides up intervals of time, past, present, and future. Now, it doesn't follow from just that that thought is those, and that thought is time. You see, we said, look, we said, time is movement. Yes. Thought is also a series of movements. Yes. All right. So both are movements. Yes. Yeah, so thought is a movement, right? A movement we we suppose of the nervous system, and you see, it's a movement of becoming. I'm talking psychologically. Psychologically, not but I mean, wherever, whenever you think, something is also moving in course, the blood and the course, nerves and so on, right? All right. Now, when we talk of a psychological movement, do you mean just a change of content? Change of content. Well, what is the movement? You see, what is moving? Move. So, look, I am this. Yeah. And I'm attempting to become something else psychologically. Yes. Yeah, so that that movement is in the content of your thought. You see. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you say I am this and I am attempting to become that, then I am in movement, right? Yes. Hmm? At least I feel that I'm in movement, right? Yes. No, but I am. I am. Say, for instance, I'm greedy. Yeah. Greed is a movement. What kind of a movement is it? To get what I want. To get more, yeah. More, 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 more. It's a movement. All right. And <clears throat> I find that movement painful. Suppose. And I try not to be greedy. Yes. The attempt not to be greedy is a movement in time. Is, a, is becoming. Yes, but even the greed was becoming. Right? Of course. So, is it possible, that's the real question, is it possible not to become psychologically? Well, it seems that that would require it not, that you should not be anything psychologically. That is, as soon as you define yourself in any way, then... No, we'll define it in a minute or right, No, but I meant, look, if you say, if I define myself as greedy, or I say I'm, I'm greedy, or I'm this, or I'm that, then I'll, either I will want to become something else or to remain what I am, right? Now, can I remain what I am? Mm -hmm. Can I remain not with non-greed, but with greed? And greed is not different from me. Greed is me. Yes, that, uh, that will require, you know, 
the ordinary way of thinking is that I am here and I could either be greedy or not greedy. Of course. As these are attributes which I may or may not have. Now, but the attributes are me. Yes, now that, that again goes very much against our common <laughs> language and experience. Of course, right? sir. That I am, uh, instead of saying that I am my attributes, which suggests that the thought of attribution creates the, me, right? The sense of me. You see... All the qualities, the attributes, the virtues, the judgments and conclusions and opinions is me. Well, it seems to me that this would have to be perceived immediately as obvious. That's, that's the whole question. To perceive the totality of this whole movement instantly. Then we come to the point, perception. Whether it's possible to perceive, it sounds a little odd and perhaps a little crazy, but it's not. Is it possible to perceive without all the movement of memory? To perceive something directly, without the word, without the reaction, without the um, memories entering into perception? Yes, well, that's a very big question because memory has constantly entered perception. Of now, course, of course, that's, that's the whole. Uh, you see, it would raise the question: What is going to stop memory from entering perception? Nothing can stop it. Yes, but if I see the re- the reason, the rationality of the activity of memory, which is limited, the very perception that it is limited. You are moved out of him to another well, dimension. It seems to me you have to perceive the whole of the limitation of yes. memory now. Not one part. You can see in general that memory is limited, you see, yes. that, uh, because right. now, but there are many ways in which uh, this is not obvious, you see. Uh, for example, many of our reactions that are not obvious are maybe memory, but we don't experience them as memory, you see. Uh, like you say, I experience me as being there pre- presently and not memory. You see, that's, that's the common experience. Uh, say, suppose I say I am becoming, I want to become less greedy. So I experience greed and I experience the, the urge to become as actual uh, actuality, uh, actuality and not merely the result of memory, but I say I can remember that I have been greedy but this me, who the me is the one who remembers, <coughs> not the other way around. That, of course, of course. Uh, that memory creates me, right? This, uh, all this really comes down to: Can man live, humanity live, without conflict? That really, basically, mm-hmm. that comes to that. Can can we have peace on this earth? Yes. Well, I'm going. And the activities of thought will never bring it about. Yes, well, it seems clear from what has been said that the activity of thought cannot bring about peace. It's inherently, uh, brings about, uh, psychologically, it inherently brings about conflict. Yes. If we once really see or acknowledge that, our whole activity will be totally different. But are you saying that there is an, there is an activity which is not thought, then? Which is not? Which is beyond thought. Yes. 
and which not only is beyond thought, but which does not require the cooperation of thought. That is, oh, absolutely not. It, that is that it is possible for this to go on when thought is absent. That's that's a real point we we have often discussed. Yeah. Whether it is whether there is anything beyond thought. Not something wholly sacred, I'm not talking about that. Mm. I'm talking is there an activity which is not touched by thought. We are saying there is. And that Activity is the highest form of intelligence. Yes, well, now we brought in intelligence. I know, <laughs> I know. I purposely brought it in. So, uh, so intelligence is not the activity of cunning thought. It's, I, there is intelligence to build a table. Yes, but intelligence can use thought, uh, as you were saying, often said, right? Intelligence can use thought. Yes, or, that is, or thought can be the action of intelligence, would you put it that way? Yes. Or it could be the action of memory. Huh? Uh, that's it. Either the action is born of memory, yeah. and therefore memory is limited, therefore thought is limited, and it has its own activity, which then brings about conflict. Yes. I think this would connect up with what people are saying about computers. You see, every computer must eventually depend on some on kind itself. of memory, on memory. Memory, yes. Which is put in, or else programmed. programmed and and uh, that must be limited, right? Of course. Because now, uh, the, uh, therefore, in, when we operate from memory, we are not very different from a computer. computer. Or the other yes. way around, perhaps the computer is not very different I mean, from us. I mean, I've been a Hindu has been programmed for the last 5,000 years to be a Hindu. Mm. Or in this country, or you're being programmed as British. Or as a Catholic, or as a Protestant. Yes. But, so we're all programmed up to a certain extent. Yes, now then we could say that you're bringing in the notion of an intelligence which is free of the program, you know, which is creative perhaps. And yes, that's right. And, uh, it has, that intelligence has nothing to do with memory and knowledge. Yes, it may act in memory and knowledge, but it has nothing to yes, do with it. It in its may origin. act through memory, yeah. etc. That's right. And how do you, I mean, how do you find out whether it has any reality, hmm. not just imagination and rom romantic nonsense? How do you find out? To come to that, one has to. go into the whole question of suffering, whether there's an ending to suffering, and as long as suffering and fear and the pursuit of pleasure exist, there cannot be love. Yes, well, there are many questions there. Now, the first point is, say, suffering, or including pleasure, fear, and suffering, and, and uh, I suppose we can include anger and violence and greed in there. Of otherwise, all, yes. Now the, the, we could say that all those we're saying first of all that all those are the response of memory. Yes, they are not. Uh, they are nothing That's to do with intelligence. Part of thought and memory. And that as long as they are going on, it seems to me that intelligence cannot operate in thought. Uh, That's right. Or through thought. So w there must be a freedom from suffering. 
Yes, well, that's a very key point. Now, that's a really very serious <laughs> and deep question, whether it's possible to end suffering, which is the ending of me. Yes, well, yes, again, of course, I, I may seem repetitious, but the, the feeling is that I am there, and, and I either suffer or don't suffer. That is, I either enjoy things or suffer. Yes, I know that. Uh, now, the, 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 I think you are saying that suffering arises from thought. It is thought. Identified. Yes, and that... Attachment. So what is it that suffers? You see, there's this feeling... Say, there, it's really the opposite of the feeling of pleasure, it seems to me. Uh, that, uh, that whatever pleasure... Memory may produce pleasure, and then when it doesn't work, it produces... When it's frustrated, pain. it produces pain and suffering. Not only that, suffering is much more complex, isn't yes. it? Yes. Suffering. What is suffering? Yes, well, that's... The, the meaning of the word is to have pain, to have grief, to feel utterly lost, lonely. Yes, well, it seems to me that it has, it's not only pain, but a kind of a total pain, a, a, yes. a, a very pervasive. But it is, suffering is the loss of someone. Or the loss of something very important. Right? Yes, of course. Loss of my wife or mm-hmm. loss of my son, brother, whatever it is. And the, the desperate sense of loneliness. Yes, or else just simply the the fact that uh, the whole world is going into such a state. Uh, of course, I mean all the wars. It makes everything meaningless. Yes. What a lot of suffering the Falcon Wars have created. Yeah. Well, all these wars. I mean, it's, and it's, wars have been going on for thousands of years. Uh, That's why I'm, we are carrying a, on with the same pattern of the last 5,000 years or more, of wars. Yes. Now, one can easily see that, that the violence and hatred in wars will interfere with intelligence. Obviously. Now, it's not quite so obvious. See, some, I think some people have felt that suffering, by going through suffering, people become... Intelligent? Uh, purified, like going through the crucible, <laughs> yes, the metal yes, of being uh, refined I know in the crucible, old, right? I know that through suffering... You learn. Or you are purified you in some purified. way. You are purified. This is through suffering, your ego is banished. Yeah, yeah dissolved, you know. <laughs> dissolved. Refined. Right? It doesn't. People yes. have suffered immensely. How many wars, how many tears. It's, and the destructive nature of governments. Yeah, so they've suffered any number of things. Uh, I, I can multiply them. Unemployment, the, ignorance of yes, all that. disease, uh, pain, oh. and everything. Uh, but you see, uh, what is the suffering really? That's why does it uh, destroy intelligence or interfere with preventing? Why does suffering prevent intelligence? What is going on, really? Suffering is only concern. Is is a shock. Is a I suffer. I have pain. You see, the 
essence of the me. Yes, the difficulty with suffering is that it's the me that is there that is suffering. Yes. And this me is really being sorry for itself in some way. My suffering is different from your suffering. It, it isolates itself, yes. yes. And, and it creates an illusion of some kind. We don't see suffering is shared by all humanity. Mm. Yes, well, but if we suppose we see it is shared by all humanity. Then I, say, well, then I begin to question what suffering is. It's not my suffering. Yes, well, that's important. That, in order to understand the nature of suffering, I have to get out of this idea that it's my suffering. My suffering, Because as course. long as I believe it's my suffering, I'm, I have an illusory notion of the whole thing. Now, that's and I can never end it. Yeah, well, but not if you treat it, if you're dealing with an illusion, well, you can do <laughs> nothing with it. <laughs> but you see, why... Uh, now, we have to come back. Why is suffering the suffering of humanity? See, at first it seems that, you know, I feel a pain in the tooth or, in, or else uh, I have a loss, you know, or something has happened to me and the other person seems perfectly happy. happy you know? Yes, that's right. But also he's suffering too in his own way. Yes, at the moment you don't see it. He doesn't no. see it, but he has his problems too. Right? So suffering is common to all humanity. Yeah, but the fact that it's common is not enough to, to make it all yeah, one. It's actual. Yes, but I want to say, are you saying that the suffering of mankind is all one inseparable? Yes, sir. That's what I've been saying. As is the consciousness of mankind. Yeah, that's right. That when anybody suffers, the whole of mankind is suffering, right? If, I, if one country kills hundreds and thousands of human beings, is No, the whole point is, we have suffered... From, I don't know, from the beginning of time, we have suffered. And we haven't solved it. No, that's clear it hasn't been solved. We haven't solved it. But, see, we I, haven't I think, ended suffering. I think you've said something. You know, the thing you've said, which is that it, the reason we haven't solved it is because we are treating it as personal or as a yes, small right. group where it cannot, that's an illusion. Now, yes. any attempt to deal with an illusion cannot solve anything. Now, the... Uh, we would like to make it very clear. Thought cannot solve anything. Well, yes, psychologically, the, the thought you can say that the thought itself divides. Let's say, put it, thought is limited. It, it is not able to see that this suffering is all one, right? Yes, and because therefore it, it divides it up, right? That's it's mine right. and yours and theirs. That's right. that's right. And that creates illusion, which uh, only multiplies suffering. Now, the. It seems to me that, it, uh, that the statement that suffering of mankind is one uh, is inseparable from the statement that consciousness of mankind is one. Right? We said that. Yes. Suffering is part of our consciousness. Yes. But one doesn't get the feeling immediately that this suffering belongs to the whole of mankind, you see. Sir, the world is me. I am the world. Yes. Now, you've often said that. Yes. Yeah. But we have divided it as British Earth and French now, Earth. And now, do you all mean the by the world the physical world or the world of society? Or? The world of society, world of um, psychological world, yeah. prime, chiefly. Yes, yeah, so we say the world of society of human beings is one. And, uh, and I am, now when I say I am that world, what does that mean? The world is not different from me. The world and I are one. Yes. Right? We are inseparable. Yes. And that requires, that's real meditation, that's mm -hmm. real. You must feel this in not just verbal mm -hmm. statement, it is an actuality. Mm -hmm. I am my brother's keeper. 
sense. Now, many religions have said that. Uh, no, but they're just verbal statement. Well, and they some, don't keep it. They don't do it in their heart. Perhaps some have done it, but in general, I mean, it's not being done, right? I mean, there may have I been don't a know few. If anybody, right? That's not. We human beings haven't done it. Our religions actually have prevented it. Well, because of division, every religion has its own beliefs and its own organization. Its own gods and its own saviors. Yes. So, from that, is that intelligence actual? Yes. Or is it some kind of fanciful projection hoping that will solve our problems? No, it, uh, it's not to me. It is an actuality. Because the ending of suffering means love. Yes, now, before we go on that, you see, uh, we may clear up a point about me. You see, you said it's not to me. Now, in some sense, it seems that you are still uh, uh, defining an individual. Yes, yes. Is that right? Um, I, when I say I, I'm really not, a, I'm using the word I as a means of communication. It's not. Yeah, but it, what does it mean? You see, uh, um, are you, in some way, let's say that there may be two people, say, uh, well, say A, who is the way you say, and B, who is not, right? Yes. Hmm? Now, so A says it's not, that, that seems to create a division between A and B. That's right. But B creates the division. Yes. Not, why? So what is the relationship between the two? Yes. You see, B is creating... Yes, well, B is creating the division by saying I am a separate person, but it, it may confuse B further when A says it's not that way to me, right? Yes. So that's the whole point, isn't it, in relationship. Mm -hmm. You feel that you're not separate. Yes. And that, and that you really have this sense of love and compassion. And I haven't got it. I haven't even perceived or gone into this question. What's your relationship to me? Yes, well... Yes, yeah, what we, I'm saying. Your relationship, you have a relationship yeah. with me, but I haven't any relationship yeah. with you. Well, yes, I think uh, one could say that uh, the person who hasn't seen is, uh, as, is almost living in a world of dreams psychologically. psychologically. The world of dreams is not related to the world of being awake. I, That's right. The fellow who's awake can at least awaken perhaps the other fellow. <laughs> you are awake, I'm not. Yes. And if I'm, then your, your relationship with me is very clear. But I have no relationship with you. I cannot. I insist on division, and you don't. Yes, in some way we have to say the consciousness of mankind has divided itself. It's all one, but it has divided itself. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, by thought, right? That's what we've been through. Yes, and that's why we're in this situation. That's why the, all the problems that humanity has now, psychologically as well as in other ways, is the result of thought. And we are pursuing the same pattern of thought. And thought will never solve any of these problems. 
So yeah. there is another kind of instrument, which is intelligence. Yes, well, that, that opens up an entirely different subject. I mean. Yeah, I know, I know. And you also mm. mentioned the love as well. Yeah, I said Compassion, that. right? Without love and compassion, there is no intelligence. Yes, and I'm that you cannot be compassionate if you are attached to some religion, some post, some mm-hmm. you are tied to a, a, a post like a an animal tied to a post, and it can think it is compassionate. Yes, well, as soon as your self is threatened, of then course. you cannot, uh, it all vanishes. You but you see, to uh, what you really think but is important. self hides behind other things. Yeah. Oh, I mean, noble yes, ideals. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It has immense capacity to hide mm-hmm. itself. So, what is the future of mankind? from what one observes, is leading to destruction. Well, that's the way it seems to be going, yes. Very gloomy, grim, dangerous, and if one has children, what is their future? To enter into all this? And we go through all the misery of it all? Mm. So, education becomes extraordinarily important. But now education is merely accumulation of knowledge. Yes, well, every instrument that man has invented for, or discovered or developed has been turned toward destruction. That's yes, sir. Absolutely. They are destroying nature. There are very few tigers now. Very few. Tigers and oh, yes, animals, yes. they're destroying well, yes, every... well, they're destroying forests and uh, agricultural land and... Uh... Overpopulation. Mm. Nobody seems to care. Well, I think people, there are two things. One is people are immersed in their own problems, right? They're immersed be... in their own little plants yes, and... to save humanity. Well, some people, most people are just immersed in their plans to save themselves, but uh, uh, those who are, others have plans to save humanity. But uh, I think also there's a tendency toward uh, despair implicit in what's happening now that people don't think anything can be done. Yes. And if they think something can be done, they form little groups and little yeah. theories. That's what those... There are those who are very confident of what they are doing, and <laughs> and those who are lack confidence. Like most, most prime ministers are very confident. <laughs> right. But uh, then they don't know what they are doing. Really. But then uh, most people don't have much confidence in what they are doing. I know. If you have tremendous confidence, I accept your confidence and yes. go with you. Yes, but since thought is limited, <laughs> yeah, then we. No, sir. That is the future of man, mankind, future of humanity. I wonder if anybody is concerned with it. Or each person or each group is only concerned with its own survival. Well, I think the first concern is, uh, always, almost always has been with survival, either the individual or the group. You see, that that has been the history of mankind. mankind. Therefore, you, 
perpetual wars, yes. perpetual insecurity. Yes, but this is, as you said, the result of thought which makes the mistake of, uh, on the basis of being incomplete to identify the self you know, yes. in the group now, and so on. Yeah. You happen to listen to all this. You agree mm. to all this. You see the, f- the truth of all this. Those in power will not even listen to you. No. They, will, they are creating more and more misery, more and more da- well, becoming dangerous. How do you then, what's the point of you and I agreeing, seeing something true? This is, be, this is what people are asking. What's the point of you and I seeing something to be true? And what effect has it? Yes, well, it seems to me that uh, if we think in terms of effects... Yeah, we're and also time. it's the wrong question. Yeah, we bring in... T- Time, we are bringing in the thing, the very thing which is behind the trouble. Trouble, yes. That uh, is, their first response would be we quickly must get in and do something do to something. change the course of events. Therefore, form a society, uh, yeah. foundation, organization, all the rest. But you see, our mistake is that to do that, we must think about something, and that, that thought is incomplete, right? We don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And people so, have made theories about it, but they don't know. No, but come down to it. Hmm. If that's the wrong question, then as a human being who is the rest of who is mankind what am, what is my responsibility well i think it's the same but as apart a, from effect and all yeah, the rest we can't of have look toward effects we see but it's the same as with a and b that a sees and b does not right yes now suppose a sees something and the rest of most of the rest of mankind does not right then it seems that, see, one could say mankind is, is in some way dreaming, asleep. You know, it's dreaming. He's caught in an illusion. Illusion. Yeah. And, and, and the point is that to somehow, if, if somebody sees something, then his responsibility is to help wake that person, wake the others up, right? To get out of the illusion. They just did. I mean, this has been the problem. <coughs> That's why the Buddhists have, have projected the idea of the Bodhisattva, who is compassionate and is essence of all compassion, and he's waiting to save humanity. Sounds nice. It's a happy feeling that there is somebody doing this. But in actuality, we are. We won't do anything that's not comfortable, satisfying, secure, both psychologically and physically. Yes, well, that, that's the source of the illusion, basically. How, do you, how does one make another see all this? They haven't time, they haven't the energy, they haven't even the inclination, they want to be amused. How does one make X see this whole thing so clearly that she says, all right, I've got it, I'll work. And I'll see I'm responsible, I won't be all the rest of it. I think that's the tragedy of those who see and those who... Mm-hmm. 
Is that over? Is it over, sir? I think it depends on how far we want to go. Go. An hour. We've talked to an hour. That's an hour and a half. Mm. We've we wait. Now sit quietly as 